Well, well, well. Beautiful people. Best. Damn. Nation. Ponder and play. <laughs> we back. <laughs> In the place to be. Thank you for joining us again on this beautiful Wednesday. My name is Brian Renegade. And with me, I have the best damn crew. I have the entrepreneur entrepreneurs. The Renaissance man himself. Beyonce's other baby daddy. <laughs> LP is in the building. What's going on, man? I don't know. We'll try to say again. One more round. One more round. Well, uh, I'm I'm ready to get this thing cranking, brother. Uh, we were talking about Tyler Perry, right? Buying BET and the significance that it meant. Let's dive back into that real quick, and then we're gonna go into the show. Uh, but what were your thoughts on Tyler Perry buying BET, man? And do you think that uh? that he's going to take the whole company in another direction, or do you think it's going to be business as usual? I, as I was saying before, I, I hope he made some changes, and it's not the same old stuff that we've been seeing. There's actually some actually quality TV, uh, but I guess, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll give, we'll give him about a year. It ain't like he's going to start making changes next week. So, you know, I give, give him about a year. Like I, said, I can't think of the last time I even turned on BET, so yeah, like I said, I think we're gonna see a few more Medea movies. Uh, we're gonna see some. Uh, maybe we might get Men in Black <laughs> on BET. You know what I'm I saying? Always, I always felt like BET should have all black shows from Martin Rock. Uh, That's my mama. Amen. Like <laughs> Fresh Prince. Like all the even like a lot of the black shows I watch on Tubi. What's happening? What's happening now? Like. I always thought like black entertainment should be that's where we should be able to go to see black entertainment. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the the last like black sitcom that I actually watched, like sat down and watched. I saw the Upshaws on uh Netflix with um D Ray not D Ray Davis, um I think um Mike Mike Epps. Mike Epps. Mike Mike Epps, Wanda Sykes. Uh, that's a that's a great show with a with a modern spin on it. Um, but other than that, I, other than Blackish and the spinoff of Blackish, I don't know of any other black sitcoms, man. So maybe this is an opportunity for him to really uh, bring up black sitcoms. Uh, and and you know you still have to have and have nots and all that stuff, man. But I think it's an opportunity to really bring in a new wave of television and really have some breakout uh, stars of color, no matter you know what genre they are. But obviously, you know, uh, BET, man, I would love to see some great content coming from BET. Uh, I don't want to see, I don't want, I just don't want to see the same song and dance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I really don't. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Give me something a little bit new. Uh, what's something that you think? Uh, would, would be interesting to add to BET, something that would be all like really good, like a black survival show. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, this some, uh, just some real original programming would just be uh, <laughs> you yeah, excuse the wine. My wife dropped this dog off. 
Oh, I didn't know what that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she she never been in the studio, so now she she ain't here uh, whining because she she wanted to go. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah man I think that's going to be uh, really good I think that's a good look for him to buy I, I would love for them to bring back music videos man you know what I'm saying and have something that's <laughs> bringing people to watch the actual program you know what I'm saying I don't know about all the good you know all the good ones you remember Uncut BT Uncut Everybody <laughs> <was doing> <laughs> <tip> drill. <laughs> yeah, that was the first time I saw a tip drill, and it was one of them things I was like, Oh, you ain't supposed to be watching that. But tip drill was ahead of its kind, Jack. You know, what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. The, the other videos weren't on tip drill level, though. Tip drill raised the bar so high, and then the rest of the video was all right, but <laughs> there's only one tip drill. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, Tip Drill was the one. Uh, what was it? Uh, a little bit by Fifty Cent. That was that was on there too. You know what I'm saying? That was that was the the, the naughty stuff that you were supposed to look at on BET. But man, uh, I just hope that you know with BH1 and uh, and BET, I think Tyler. I hope Tyler Perry does some good work with that man, and I hope he really opens the doors for new creators of all creeds, colors, and races. Man, uh, I think that'd be great. Uh, let's go into SmackDown. LP, have, uh, you know, have you happened to check out the latest gossip on the bloodline? The things that's been going on on uh, on SmackDown on Friday nights. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? I don't know if you've heard or not. I'm pretty sure you have. But Jimmy Uso has been exiled from the bloodline. Yeah, <laughs> man, we were kind of talking about it, seeing how it was going to happen, who was going to do what. But the last time we saw Jimmy, Jimmy was getting exiled out the bloodline. Uh, Solo Sokoa had spiked him in the neck, knocked him out, and then Roman Reigns walked off. And then Paul Heyman was like. Your tribal chief, what are we going to do about Jay? Roman Reigns said Jay will fall in line like he always does. Mm. Now, this past SmackDown, everybody was wondering what Jay was going to do. Was Jay going to get down or was Jay going to lay down? Uh, Paul Heyman had a conversation with Jay and said, hey, listen. Roman Reigns wants to groom you, personally groom you to be the next tribal chief. Jay was like, oh, really? But where? Uh, I don't think he really knew how to act with that news. And then he was like, well, also, I got you a match, a singles match against the United States champion, Austin Theory. It was like, the only thing you have to do is just shake my hand. Jay was like, you know what, OG? I'm going to take you up on that United States title match. But I'll get back to you on that other thing. <laughs> Jay does not want to toil under the under the foot of Roman Reigns. Back in the day, that probably would have sounded good to Jay. Jay would have been down. This Jay, I don't think Jay is with it, man. Uh, so Jay had his match against Austin Theory. 
It looked good. Jay was was holding his own man. It looked at one point like he was going to take it. And then uh, the two fashion divas came down to the ring. Uh, your boy's pretty deadly. It interfered into the match. They uh rolling with Austin Theory. You know what I'm saying? They was trying to help Austin Theory out. Uh, then all of a sudden, Jimmy Uso just comes out of nowhere. Super kick, nah, super kick, nah, not both of them out. Uh, and then all of a sudden, he inadvertently kicked this brother. So Los just came in the ring and spiked Jimmy again for no damn reason. <laughs> he ain't had to do that. He already did last week. LP. It looks like Jimmy Uso has been excommunicado <laughs> from the bloodline. What do you think about it? How do you think this is going to affect the storyline moving forward? Um, it's interesting where the story is going. I I think they I think they 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 making decisions and changing stuff. I think because it seemed like where they were going one minute, now they don't win another way. So now this is a whole new route. I think they are going the route that's going to keep the storyline going. I think if they would have went the route with Jay, the story would have ended with Jay and Roman. So with them making it Jimmy, they're adding more time to this storyline. Typically, you know, storylines get old after a while, but this storyline is very interesting. And they just gave it a whole new life. So uh, I think it's pretty smart on their end to make this because this is really the only thing they got going on really in wrestling uh, in WWE, which is the good and the bad because now it's like even when you watch Raw, you hoping they talk about the bloodline because it ain't nothing else really going on with Raw. So I, I think it's a gift. I think it's a gift and a curse. But um, it's gonna be interesting because now you know everybody can make all new speculations on which route they're gonna go, and nobody nobody truly knows like. Is Jay, is Jay gonna, you know, they're gonna have a civil war? What's gonna go on? The next pay per view coming up. They ain't saying nothing about money in the bank pay per view. Who is it gonna be Jimmy versus Jay? Is it gonna be solo versus like, there's so many ways it can go. Um, I I guess what well, money in the bank being what next month or this month, this month or next month? Uh, it's the first of July, so July 1st. Yeah, so, so it's got like, like two weeks, two weeks from now. Yeah, I know Roman's supposed to be there Friday, so I guess the next between them, I think Friday goes to a set something up um, toward that. I'm just tired of everybody. <laughs> Nobody's affected by a super kid like Jimmy and Jay. They get hit by a super kid, and it's a Shawn Michaels super kid. Everybody else get hit by a super kid. It's like they get back up in a couple minutes. Yeah. So that I'm about I'm about tired. I'm about tired. I'm really tired of this super kid like. <laughs> I'm, I'm extremely tired, and that, and I'm a super kick guy because I like Shawn Michaels. But yeah, they're killing me. But yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely it's definitely interesting the way they keep spreading it out. Yeah, man, I think it is very interesting the way they keep spreading that out, and it's really keeping us intrigued. And you're right, if the bloodline is not on Monday Night Raw every Monday, I'm thinking, how good could Monday Night Raw actually be? <laughs> <laughs> Sad yeah. to say it. I look forward to SmackDowns. Raw, I usually have to catch up on it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm a I'm I'm a oh I look I used to love Raw. Raw used to be the thing to watch. Raw was the show to watch. Roman Reigns. I don't care who 
Eddie Guerrero, Batista, Rey Mysterio, John Cena, Undertaker, Bradshaw have all been leading SmackDown for a while. No one has had the draw that Roman Reigns has had. No one. All them legends I just named. Brady Jordan, the list goes on and on. SmackDown was the secondary show back in the day. Now, SmackDown is the show to watch. The well, top wrestling show in the world. Uh, let's, not, let's, not, let's not go too bold now, because there was plenty of... I was always a SmackDown guy. SmackDown was beating Raw a couple times now, throughout the years. Man, Raw, wait. Raw has always been the flagship show. But, like, SmackDown... There were some times when SmackDown was was killing it and Raw was born. Like I, I literally would watch SmackDown and I wouldn't even watch it Raw. So I think what they're trying to do on Raw with the whole blood, um judgment day, they about to try to make a judgment day thing similar to the bloodline story with whatever they about to do. Damien Priest about to go face or whatever, but it's not gonna have the same but it ain't it gonna have the same effect. Yeah, but it'll give it'll give you something on Raw because right now Raw ain't got nothing. And Seth Seth giving out open challenges every, to any and everybody is not really. It, I get it, but I don't think it's really helping the belt. Like he got to start building some storylines too. Like after a while, he got to cut this out. Like fighting every week for the belt. Like you know, giving the man in the competition a title shot. Well, I I want to talk about it because I know uh, something that's going to piss you off a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Seth Rollins has accepted Braun Breaker's challenge. For the World Heavyweight Championship on NXT next week. Yeah. That is huge. That is huge for NXT. That is, is very telling and very rewarding of, of Seth Rollins as a champion to be able to give back like I thought Braun Breaker wasn't going to get that chance for at least a couple of years. Or at least a year, you know what I'm saying, after he comes on main roster. Man, he getting it while he's in NXT. That means that he has built up his reputation, up his star. I love Braun Breaker as a heel. LP, what do you think about Seth Rollins accepting Braun Breaker's challenge? Do you think it's a mistake or do you think it's uh, great for Seth? We did, you just talked about it a few seconds ago about Seth giving out this opportunity. What do you think? Uh, I don't think the match is going to happen. I think they're going to build it up and somebody's going to tap Braun Breaker or do something. I, I, I really don't think they're going to have a match. I think they're going to use this to build up another feud in NXT. Um, I I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I may be wrong, and it may happen. Either somebody going to interfere, or somebody or something's going to happen where the match doesn't even happen. Um, because it, the match really shouldn't happen. Uh, I think it's Goon and all that, but you got a lot of guys on the roster. If you're going to give away a title shot, then give it to Gunther, or give it to, you know, give it to somebody else that's that's been getting it in on the main roster, not just this guy. Because what you're going to do next time somebody somebody else call you out, you're going you're going to keep on coming back. So. Yeah, the, I get the whole fighting champion thing, and it's cool, but it got to be limited. It, it got to be limited. We can't keep doing this his whole title run. 
because it's not. He did the same thing with the U.S. title. I think it was the U.S. title he had, or the Intercontinental. Yeah, no, it was the U.S. title. He did the same thing. Um, yeah, yeah AJ Styles did the same thing too. AJ Styles did a lot of open challenges when he was champion, also. Yeah, like I said, it's it's cool here and there, but your whole title run can't be the fighting champion because it's not going to matter. You still got to have. Nobody's talking about him being a fighting champion before because it didn't really matter. You need to have some good storylines uh, if you want to be that guy. Um, I think that Bray Wyatt going to show up on NXT and change the whole game up, and then they're going to take it back to Raw. Something, something like that is going to happen where somebody from Raw is going to interfere or somebody from NXT, and they're not even going to get this match. Watch. The, the match is not going to happen. I think the match is going to happen, man. But, you know, with the open challenges, who's going to accept the open challenge on Monday Night Raw? They also are alluding to your boy, uh, Jake, excuse me, Logan Paul. I'll say Jake Paul. Logan Paul coming back to Monday Night Raw on the same day that Seth Rollins has an open challenge. I kind of feel like Logan Paul is going to accept that open challenge. And we're going to have Logan Paul versus Seth freaking Rollins on Monday Night Raw. I feel like it's going to go that direction. It might go a different direction. We don't know, but we shall see. But I think that the Braun Breaker and Seth Rollins thing is huge implications, man. And you have one of the greatest NXT champions of all time going against the first and current uh, champion, uh, first NXT champion and current uh, world heavyweight champion in Seth Rollins, man. But that's huge for NXT. And all of those young kids that's on that card better show out because that's an opportunity for them to really get some eyes on them. Let's go over to uh, the Best Damn Nation, man, over on YouTube. Uh, Matt Brooks says uh, Cody and Seth is carrying Raw. They are. They are 100% carrying Raw. Um, I don't tune in to Monday Night Raw to see what Judgment Day is going to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hate to say it. I don't tune into Monday Night Raw for anybody else other than seeing Seth freaking Rollins' entrance. I love it. Every time he comes out, I'm always interested in how he's going to come out, how he's going to dance, what he's going to wear, uh, and what he's going to say. And him and Finn Balor, we got to talk about that because they had an exchange in the ring and uh Seth Rollins has been throwing some shots at, at, at Finn Balor, man. But Finn couldn't even get out what he wanted to say because the crowd was so loud. And the crowd kept chanting and singing Seth Rollins' and song. Seth, you know what? I used to play this video game. I can't remember what the name of it was. But it was a video game in which historical figures were fighters. Right. And you could fight with different historical figures throughout history. So one of the characters I used to choose was Caesar. Now, Caesar had this ability that when you press the button, the whole crowd would chant Caesar, Caesar, and it would knock your opponent off their feet and disorient them and they would lose points. You know what I'm saying? This mm -hmm. had the same effect 
when anybody comes into the ring with Seth Rollins, they better be prepared to take on the crowd. And Seth Rollins right now is the only person who has that power. Where the crowd interaction interferes with the wrestler's performance. That is insane. That's how you know you're super over, bro. And a lot of people were comparing that to the what chance, which what is worse. The fans singing Seth Rollins' song while you're trying to do a promo or hearing the what chance while you're trying to do a promo. I'm a, that's a good question. I'm going to throw that out to the best damn nation. Which one is worse, the what chance or the Seth Rollins singing uh, whenever you're trying to do a promo? I'm going to ask that question to you, LP, man. What's worse? Which one would you rather deal with versus not dealing with? Would you rather deal with the what chance or the singing? The what chance was worse because the what chance went on when anybody tried to do a promo. You know, nobody's singing Seth Rollins songs outside of Seth Rollins, which not not yet. But yeah, what what made me hate the what chance was nobody could cut a promo without uh, people doing what. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely would take Seth Rollins people singing versus the what any day of the week. Yeah, man. Uh, it looked like Finn Balor was off his game a little bit, man. He didn't know really what to expect. He was trying to say, hey, for the last couple of years, I've been holding this this little piece of hatred, this little piece of uh, resentment and angst towards you because when I won uh, the Universal Championship, you injured. You took years off of my career. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even though he had to heal and, and come back and, you know, he started doing well after that. But technically, if if Finn Balor would have never got hurt, that would have been some uh, a very interesting title reign in history. Uh, and Finn Balor, he, not, he was great the way he is and, and he's really reinvigorated himself once he went down to NXT. I think a lot of uh, wrestlers, man, the NXT, going down to NXT is kind of working for some people. When they go down to NXT, they take a breather, they refresh themselves and then come back up to main roster. Finn Balor did that and as soon as he did that, he joined Judgment Day a little bit after that. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, so that's done wonders for him and Finn Balor is hot right now. He he is. But in the same token, when he face to face with Seth Rollins, man, and dealing with that crowd, I don't know how Finn Balor is going to combat that and try to push through because he tried to push through it and he couldn't. You know what I'm saying? And Seth Rollins, man, is just on another level right now. So um, if anybody was to take it, off of Seth Rollins, LP, who do you want to see as a new world heavyweight champion? Uh, I want to see... <laughs> it's probably not going to happen because nobody would see it coming. But I want to see the rated R superstar get that belt. And that is the rated R superstar. Yeah, I ain't talking about the happy edge. I ain't talking about brood edge. I ain't talking about face edge. I'm talking about edge coming back for his last run as a full edge. Edge is one of the greatest heels 
in WWE history. If he wants to get the belt one more time before he gives it all up, he got to go heal. I would love for Edge to pop up, even though I know he's on SmackDown, if I'm not mistaken, but it ain't, it ain't like that matters. Like, let's be honest, that doesn't matter at all. Um, I would love for that, because if you look at the roster, you know, even looking at the money in the bank, LA Knight is definitely winning money in the bank. Like, yeah. get out of here. There's no, there's nobody in Money in the Bank. That's why I don't like the lineup because you know LA Knight is winning. Like at least give me a lineup where I, I got a couple of questions. Like you know, because none of those other guys can carry the Money in the Bank and make it relevant. Like LA Knight, they made a mistake when they gave it to Austin Theory. They made a mistake the year before when they gave it to Otis. Like the Money in the Bank hasn't even been Money in the Bank in years. LA Knight can bring back prestige to the cashing in the money in the bank. These other guys, we all know how bad all security. <laughs> I, think, I think the last great cash in for money in the bank was Big E. I think Big E had the, the, the last great cash in because at that point, he was facing Bobby Lashley and Bobby was a monster. Yeah, Bobby was destroying everybody on the roster Nobody wanted none of Bobby. And then Big E, after a battle that Bobby Lashley had, Big E cashed in and uh, in on uh, Bobby Lashley and won the title. So that was the last big cash-in that I remember. The only other person that I can really see making sense is Damian Priest. I think that, and I wanted to ask this question to, to uh the best damn crew man is if you think that Damian Priest is ready to to roll and have the hymn of World Heavyweight Champion. I'm not sure. I like Damian Priest. Damian Priest with Judgment Day, it makes sense if he did have the title, if Seth Rollins was not there. But the only other person I can see with money in the bank is Damian Priest. Um I would love for uh, uh, Santos Escobar to uh, to get that opportunity, but he ain't ready yet, and he really don't talk like that. And the fans haven't really uh, dove deep into his character, other than the whole LWO faction. So I don't think that you know they're going to give him the money in the bank. The only thing that makes sense is LA Knight. LA Knight is a mega superstar that the fans want to win this. And if he does get it, he's going to get a huge pop. And then the interesting thing to see is who will he who will he cash it on? Will he I mean, cash he it in on Roman Reigns, or will he cash it in? Oh, he's, he's not gonna cash it in. He's not gonna cash it in on Roman. They're he's not, not gonna. They're not gonna know because either it's, it's either gonna be one of the bloodline or Cody that's gonna take the belt off Roman. It ain't no other. It ain't no other person. I mean, I would love for Bobby to do it because I think I, they act like they may be doing that. I don't know, but look at that. Look at the whole entire roster. And look at what they've been. I would say Sammy, but unless they start rebuilding that up, they dropped that ball. Drew McIntyre. Yeah, they dropped the ball with Sammy. Drew damn near quit. I don't think he even, I think he don't even know he even still on contract yet. Um, 
there ain't nobody else on the roster, on the SmackDown roster. Bobby's the only person that hasn't had a shot. Like I said, Sammy, that's 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 gone. It has to be one of the Usos, which would be a huge pop. Any one of the Usos winning that belt from Roman would be huge. Same thing it would have been with Sammy. Um, I just don't see nobody. I just don't see nobody else coming close to getting that uh, to getting that belt off of Roman unless nobody knew it's gonna show up and all of a sudden get the belt off Roman. That wouldn't make no sense. So, and they're they're past that thousand days now, so they need, they need to go ahead and start making plans to get it off of them. Um, do they though? Because we just talked about it, man. I don't see anybody else who I would regularly tune in to SmackDown to see if Roman Reigns on the bloodline is not on TV. Who? You're not even regularly tuning in now. Roman is there like once a month. So we, you're not tuning in well, to I'm SmackDown. I'm tuning in to the bloodline storyline. You know what I'm saying? I can still go. They, if, even, without, even without Roman, they still can have this. They still have the blood like Even if one of them make Roman lose the belt, they still got story there. And you think Roman's gonna never get the belt back or what? They, the bloodline story, they're gonna keep that for a while. I think the bloodline is gonna be the one of the longest running fact uh, facts and storylines, other than the full horseman. So it look like they're gonna keep that going on for a minute because it's the only thing going on. Letting Roman continue to keep the belt. It's only messing up the product on both shows. Just like I said before, when it's, they don't got nothing going on on Raw, you waiting to see what's going on with the bloodline. The bloodline not jumping both shows no more, being the fact that uh, Jimmy and Jay don't got the belt no more. So you digging, you, you still redigging that hole. You, you still digging that hole deeper and deeper and deeper. We still ain't got no new stars emerging. We ain't got no new stars stepping up the Roman. At least letting him wrestle some new people. Roman's not putting nobody over. Not not nobody. Not so, nobody, buddy. <laughs> nobody. You're only making you're only making the product worse. Roman Roman continuing to be champion is <laughs> it may seem good, but it's not good in the long run because once again, let's say Roman gets hurt. Let's say Roman next match, he gets hurt and he's out for six months. Mm. What do you what do you do? What do you what do you, then you scramble trying to figure out what do we do? You gotta have people in place. Like when Triple H got hurt, you had The Rock, you had Undertaker, you had Kane. Uh The Rock get hurt. You had Stone Cold, you had Kurt Angle, you had all these other guys that would step up. Six Triple H was going there, what, about a year at times? The Rock was going for a year, Undertaker was going for a year. Let Roman. It's, Roman wasn't even going a year when he had leukemia. I don't think it seemed like he came back fast. I don't even he think came he was back kind of fast. Yeah, he so did. Roman has not been going at all. So imagine that. That's why you got to build up. And y'all talking about bringing Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker over there? They got they got too many people now. They're not doing nothing with. So they got to start laying out storylines for these other people. Man, I'm telling you, Roman Roman is a poison. He's a he's a poison to the brand, and whether you whether you want to admit it or not, and I know a lot of Roman fans probably hate to admit it. I know you hate to admit it. What I said makes sense because 
what what are y'all doing? You just gonna this man gonna keep let him keep the belt, but start letting some of these new guys step up to him. Hey Roman, I want some of that. Like start storylines with other people and setting these new stars up because what's everybody's hard. Look at your boy uh Austin Theory. Austin's theory is the worst person on both brands. <laughs> He's winning. <laughs> you remind me when X-Pac used to have the belt and would win and nobody gave a damn. <laughs> Austin Theory keeps winning these belts by cheating or whatever, and, but nobody cares. Nobody cared that he won that belt uh, this past uh, Friday. Like, nobody. Well, even Austin Theory, Austin Theory said, I didn't even know I had a title shot. <laughs> Nobody's telling me nothing. Like he's the worst U.S. champion I've ever seen, and they they hurt they hurt they hurt him worse. Yeah, I, I think that him having the belt and he he's really being forced down people's throat. I have to say that now, and I and I like watching Austin Theory, man. He's the boy is good, but he's not. You right? He is not doing anything with that U.S. title, man. But if I if I had to think about it, who else would you put that title on? There's a couple of people I could think about. Bronson Reed would look really good with that title. I think Bronson Reed would carry that really well. Shinsuke Nakamura could carry that really well. Um, who else? Uh, My, I mean, Montez Ford. It's a lot of people. Montez Ford could too. I think Montez Ford would do do great things with that title, man. Uh, if you put it on them. But uh, I think the real elephant in the room, man, is when we're going to get to see Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles. Are they going to just keep avoiding that or are they going to push that? That's a marquee fight right there. When are we going to get to see AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns? When are we going to get to see Ed versus Roman Reigns again? I think Ed should get another shot because them adding Daniel Bryan into the mix was some BS. It really was. I, I have that T-shirt too with Roman, uh, Daniel Bryan, and Edge on there, and, and that was a big fight. But Roman beat both of them and stacked them on top of each other. How embarrassing yeah. is that? Yeah, Roman, that was that was, that was that was horrible booking. That was horrible. That was a horrible way. If if that was Edge's last match, think about that impression that you would have of him and his lifeless body getting stacked on top of another dude <laughs> and pin. You know what I'm saying? That I think was that was that was a tough way to go. You know what I'm saying? Even Daniel Bryan, man, but for him having his last match in, in WWE, that was a hard way to go out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, since yeah. he's been in, well, I'm talking about Daniel Bryan. Since he's been in AEW, he's reinvented himself and proved that he's one of the top wrestlers in the world, man. But he's getting his brains beat in. AEW <laughs> man, uh, maybe that's how he wants it. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he comes back to WWE, but I don't know if they're going to make him kind of tone down his style. You know what I'm saying? And what does that look like if Daniel Bryan was a champion in WWE? What what would that look like too? So, uh, just to be honest with you, man. There's a lot of stuff going on. I see a lot of stars that are popping up. And then a lot of people going back to NXT, like Barry Corbin. Barry Corbin went back to NXT and started facing uh, Ilya Dragunov. We all know that Barry Corbin was the last person to pin Roman Reigns. 
Um, he had a banger against uh, Ilya Dragunov. LP, I know you don't watch NXT, but if you go back and watch NXT, check out the match between Baron Corbin and Ilya Dragunov. And then also the week before then, Dijak versus Ilya Dragunov. Man, they had some they had some Gunther style matches. Man, them things were hard hitting. It was really good. Baron Corbin pulled off the win with some interference, man. But that match between Baron Corbin and Ilya Dragunov was really good. And so hopefully that does something for Baron Corbin when he comes back to main roster. He'll be a real threat. Uh, maybe that you know, like I said, he might go back to the Long Wolf character. We'll see. Um, and then you have Los Otharios. Who were on SmackDown before? I'm not sure if they're free, if they're free agents or you know what what they are, what their status is right now. But they just returned back to NXT. That'll be good for them, you know. what I'm saying to give them a nice little re rebirth of sorts. So, and I hope, I really hope that they make NXT a real brand. I really do. I hope they make that a third brand, man, and and really do something. But they do have a lot of green kids in there, man. There's a lot of kids that, that really still need to to learn and do some good. But it's going to be some breakout stars from NXT coming in within the next couple of years. I can't wait for the Creed brothers to come up. I can't wait for uh, Braun Breaker to come up. I'm not sure what Carmelo Hayes is going to do. You know, he is of a smaller stature. But, you know, that's the, the boy is a star. He's a star. He can get in. He reminds me of Sean Michaels. You know what I'm saying? He has he has a Shawn Michael esque kind of feel, and you need to have you know that kind of style to be able to be a star. But we'll see, man. You know, we'll see coming up uh, which one of these NXT stars will step up and become the next star, and who's going to take on Roman Reigns? We don't know, but we shall see. Uh, real quick, LP, uh, you wasn't here last week, man, but I wanted to, to do a little replay, a double, uh, a, a daily double of sorts of an interview that we had, man, uh, and I want to get your thoughts on it. It was really big one for us. This was one of our dream interviews that we said that we wanted uh, was the great Ron Simmons. So uh, everybody prepare yourself. For a recap of last week, as Mr. Everything interviews everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews, and I am blessed, blessed, beyond blessed to have this legend of professional wrestling, this Hall of Famer of professional wrestling, Mr. Ron Simmons. Yes, sir. Man, I got to tell you, I, I I usually don't get lost for words. I usually don't get starstruck, but I mean, you are the uncle for all of us. You are the reason why we do the things that we do. You're the reason why we're able to do the things that we're able to do. You know, from coming from you, particularly being a young black man, I can't tell you how much that means to me. But see, understanding this, right? Everything has a beginning, and for myself, others, Play the platform for me. So, you know, that's what I'm supposed to do, you know. Continue that going, you know. So I know I'm doing that, if that's what it means to you. So now that's what I'm expecting you to do. 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Right, so that's how that goes, you know? Absolutely. No, I'm not simply to do it by myself. I had others to come before me that laid that stage, you know, and said it for me. So I'm keeping that going, you know, and you're going to keep it. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, yeah, man, that means everything in the world. So, being the very first world, African-American world heavyweight champion. Black. Yes. Black world heavyweight champion. Explain to me what that feeling was. And explain to me how you felt seeing someone like Kofi Kingston becoming the first black WWE The same way, brother, looking at the, you know, as it's when it set in for me, right? I'm sure the feeling was the same. You understand me? Because I didn't really, I didn't really grasp it at that point. My sights were set on just being champion. Okay? Later on, the significance of it hit me. You understand? Because of where it's recovering over the years with you, right? With others. And the best part about it is that not only with just young black men, you know, hey, you're talking women, of all other people of all other colors and ethnicity too, you know what I'm saying? So man, listen, all these years later, for it to have that impact, I, I mean, you can't act for no more than that, you know? Hey, I, I'm a blessed man. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so one more quick question. Of all the years of being uh, in a tag team, you and uh, you know, Butch, and then you and um, JBL, ABA, everything you've done, Nation of Domination, tell me, what is the most profound moment of your life? And once again, we, we just finished talking, right? And I've been in some wonderful, you know, with some great tag partners, you know? Butch being a mentor to me, right? And a fourth being in the tag with GBA, right? Hey, both are fantastic, right? But becoming world champion and being the first black world champion, that, 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 that impact, brother, listen, that's, that's it, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's the highlight. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And, and for the meaning, not just being champion, but the meaning of it. Yes. You know? Right. For the inspiration, inspiring others, you know? Like you said, you know? And then, and, I just had to sum my entire career up, brother, and just be dead. <laughs> it's Mr. Everything. Ron Simmons, back to you and the guys of the best damn wrestling podcast. Damn! <laughs> that should be a sound. That should be a sound bite. You need to make that sound bite into the, uh, into the intro. Oh man, you know what? I'm already on it. <laughs> yeah, we got, you got, you got to take advantage of that. Damn, that's a wonderful time, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I'm definitely still in that soundbite, man. That was the interview with the great Ron Simmons. Uh, that was a something that I've I've wanted to do. Uh, while we started this podcast, I was like, man, we got to get Ron Simmons on here, man. So that's awesome that we uh, we got Ron Simmons for the best damn wrestling podcast. LP, what's your thoughts on it, man? And did you hear some of the things that uh, Ron Simmons was saying? Uh, one of the questions was, how did you feel seeing other uh, people come after you being the first black heavy, world heavyweight champion? How did you feel with people like Kofi Kingston winning? And uh, he was pretty much saying, you know, I, I'm, you're supposed to pave the way for the next person. And that, that's what I'm expecting you to do, Mr. Everything. I'm expecting you to pave the way for the next person that's watching you or that's coming after you, the little kids that's watching you. Um, and 
At first, he said the first African American. He, he corrected him. He said, "Nope, black, <laughs> black." Yeah, <Kevin. laughs> I, I like that. Oh man, but uh, he corrected him on that, and you know. So I want to see what your thoughts on some of the things that he was saying as far as passing down the torch and being uh, a representative, not only for yourself but for people who look like you. What are your thoughts on that, LP? Oh man, yeah, that was a uh, that was very powerful what he said, and it and it makes sense. Like we, you know, when you come up, that's your that's your job to see other people come where you are and then go up. And then the next person does the same thing, and we just keep rising up. Um, yeah, that was definitely a cool, uh, a cool moment, Mister <laughs> Mister. Everything was a little flustered, and Mister, I could tell, which I would have been the same way, especially yeah. when when you're meeting an icon. Um, not just not just being a fan, you're 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 meeting an icon that will, you know, sad to say, won't be here forever, but you will. Yeah. You can say you had that moment. Um, when you stood right beside an icon and got to ask him a couple of questions for a podcast, so yeah. you know that, that's that's huge. Um, that he took that time, you know, to give a couple of minutes. You know, maybe maybe one day he'll come on and he'll, you know, we can have him on the show itself. So you know, yeah. it, it, you never, you know, and you never know. Um, but yeah, that definitely was a um, a good moment. I know it was even probably bigger for for Mister Everything being a wrestler. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm a huge fan of a lot of people, but I'm not a wrestler. So being a wrestler, that's even gonna, you know, boost your stuff up a little more. Um, Mr. Everything probably went to the gym and started <laughs> practicing even more uh, after that moment because those are the kind of things that boost you as a person. Um, right. Ron Simmons just told me I'm the future. Like, <laughs> yeah. what what do you need to hear? You know. Right. The first, the first black champion just told me that I can. I'm the future. Like I got to get my shit right, you know. So I thought, I thought that was a real good interview. Yeah, I thought that was a, a great moment, and you know, for him to even say, you know, the best way that I can sum up my career is just dirty. I thought that was awesome, man. I can, I try to do it like him. I can't. I, <laughs> I try to do it each and every Wednesday. I'm trying to get uh, my damn right. Like Ron Simmons does it, man. But nobody can do a damn like Ron Simmons, man. We just appreciate a legend stopping by on the show and showing some damn love. You know what I'm saying? And uh, hopefully we get Ron Simmons in the hot seat, talk to him, and, and and really ask him some 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 deep deep questions. I'm going all the way into the childhood. I'm boy, I'm I'm going deep on him. Uh, so. Yeah, hopefully uh, we can get Ron Simmons and a couple of more legends. We got a couple more legends coming for you guys, man. A couple more interviews, man. It's going to be hot stuff. Hot stuff. Uh, so thank you, Mr. Ron Simmons, for that interview and that soundbite that I'm going to use in our entrance. Damn. <laughs> we appreciate you. We appreciate you, sir. Oh, man. LPZ, it's been a crazy show, man. Uh, let the beautiful people know what you got going on and where can they find you. I find me on Instagram, one click of photography shoots. I always doing photography. I'm working on the fashion, another fashion show that's going to be November the 4th. Uh, I have information for that soon. It's a lingerie fashion show, so it's the grown folks. It's a little, little spicier than my last show. Just, you know, do some different stuff. Um, but as always, man, I'm just trying to stay busy, trying to sign and work. Yeah, man. 
Oh, uh, if you want to follow the great LP, where can people follow you at, sir? Oh, on my Instagram, one click photography shoots with an S. One click photography shoots, and you got a uh, a TikTok too, sir, don't you? Oh yeah, one one click talk. Uh, I, I post every I post random stuff. Like I post, I have no theme to my TikTok. I post some of the most that pop up my head from old TV show clips to me ranting to yeah. I, I probably have the most unorganized random TikTok <laughs> that anybody has. Oh man. Well, some people like random stuff, man. So if you want to see some random TikTok stuff and some uh, uh, LPs work, man, go to one tick clock. What, what was it? One click talk. One, one click talk. There you go. Yeah. That was hard to say, boy. Go check out your boy, LPZ, man. Uh, my name is Brian Renegade. You can check me out on all platforms at Brian Renegade. Got some uh, good stuff coming for you, man. Um, I'm in a competition. I'm actually in a, uh, in a cooking competition, man. Uh, the winner gets to uh, cook with Carla Hall and win $25,000. Uh, okay. So, yeah, if you guys, it's called Favorite Chef or Fave Chef, man. So whenever you guys go uh, get a chance to go on my social media and go vote for me, you know what I'm saying? Am I expecting to win? Yeah. But I know that if I'm on the show, I'm going to make it interesting. So, right. <laughs> yeah. you, gotta, you never know. You got to try. I'm a, well, I'm going to crack jokes on everybody, even the cameraman. They don't know me. I'm from the hood. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> go, go vote for your boy uh, and go check out what I got on my social media. Uh, and then if you want to check out the show and stuff that we got going on, well, you know, only thing that you have to go is on our social medias, and you can check out everything that we got going zones. So, you can go to our Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can go to our Facebook group, the Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can go to our Facebook page where we have all of our stuff at the BD Wrestling Podcast. You can visit us on Twitter at Best Damn Crew, and you can visit us on Twitch, the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And if you have a TikTok, you can join our TikTok at Best damn wrestling podcast and if you want to support the show the only thing that you have to do is go to our patreon www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast for as low as five dollars you can support the show and uh you can get all kind of knickknacks and paddywhacks you can get shirts mugs hoodies all kind of goodies for your pleasure. So whenever you get a chance, go over to our Patreon and support your boys. www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast to support the show. Uh, LP, man, you know we do this each and every week. The people have been clamoring for a word from LP, a word of motivation, something to help them get through the week. Uh, some uh, a word of empowerment of source from the genie LP. Do you have a final word for the beautiful people? Uh, you motivate somebody, 
So keep on doing what you're doing. There you go. I like that. You motivate somebody. Keep doing what you're doing. Never know who's watching. Somebody always got the eye on you. Somebody always watching. They always got always watching. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody is going to like or comment on what you're doing. But they see you. They watching. You know what I'm saying? Give them something to look at. Put on the show. You know what I'm saying? That's a good word from your boy, LP. This is going to come to a, a shock to some people because, you know, I'm, you know, I'm Mr. Positive. You know what I'm saying? I try to stay, you know, stay, stay on up and up, be upbeat and give you a good word. But I'm just going to give you just a, just a, just a, something to think about. My word of the day, beautiful people, would be you can't share your good news with everybody. Because mm. your good news ain't good news for everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I try to keep my good news to people who I know is going to rejoice and celebrate with me. You know what I'm saying? But I realized that I ain't got to tell everybody my good news. I can keep my good news between me and God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because uh, when you tell some people some good news, some people might be like, oh, that's good for you, but I'm happy for you, but my life is in shambles. <laughs> Stuff is going on with me. You know what I'm saying? You don't want everybody's congratulations. Some congratulations come with, you know what I'm saying, a, uh, 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 I was going to say something bad, but some, some congratulations come with ill will or bad intent. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a negative perspective of sorts. Mm -hmm. So, if you got good news that you want to share with people, something that you've already accomplished, Something that even if you told people they can't interfere with your blessing and what you got going on, that's great. But other than that, you ain't got to share all your good news with people. Sometimes you just got to let people watch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just got to let people just, just stew in it and, and say, hey man, that person is moving and shaking. LP, for instance, if you're doing the fashion show, and you telling everybody every aspect of the fashion show, everybody ain't going in like that. Mm-hmm. Very true. Everybody ain't gonna like what you're doing. Some people gonna hate on you. Some people even gonna try to block you. If you say, Hey, I'm gonna try to get Taylor Swift for my next show, and you find out how to get her on the show, it's gonna be somebody speaking against you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be so, and then when you get her. They're going to be like, how the hell did he get that? Well, you know, that, that was my good news. I didn't have to share that good news with you. I just wanted you to see, watch, and be surprised. You dig yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not a negative word. It's not a bad word. It's just a cautious word, man. Just be careful who you share your good news with. Can't share your good news with everybody all the time. You know what I'm saying? But if you have good news, good for you. <laughs> but
But everybody ain't going to always celebrate your good news because your good news is bad news to somebody else. That's a word from your boy, Brian Renegade. Pepe, how you feeling? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go old school with it. Pepe, how you feeling? Ain't that right, LP? Yeah, that's how you got to do. Take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. Take it or leave it. There it is. Oh, man. Well, beautiful people, we have enjoyed you. Uh, thank you for joining us on this Wednesday and each and every Wednesday like you do. We love each and every one of you. We will see you next week on the next best day. Wrestling Podcast. LP, as always, you are a gentleman and a scholar, sir. Beautiful people, we bid you adieu. Bye-bye, bitch. <laughs>